The following is a Sports Ethos presentation. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, as I shared. So, check out Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos. S-P-O-R-T-S-E-T-H-O-S. Had to make sure I knew how to spell Sports Ethos. Or online sportsethos.com. Today is yet another ensemble cast. That's right. I am joined by my friends Kelsley and Alicia for another episode of Let's Ball Out. We covered everything I would cover here on Ramble Ramble. That includes a little bit of a trade deadline primer, as well as a discussion on the all-star starters, what we liked, what we did not like, what we were kind of surprised by, cough, Andrew Wiggins cough, as well as just a brief look at who we expect to be reserves and who we would be upset if they were not to make the all-star reserves team. It was a lot of fun, great conversation, full of good energy and great insight from my buddies as well as myself, so I'll, I'll give myself some credit there. So definitely make sure to enjoy that. We'll be back with the regular scheduled programming coming up, but definitely want you to enjoy yet another edition of Let's Ball Out. So sit back, relax, enjoy your Wednesday. We are midway through the week into our second day of the month. Basketball is still good. We are just over a week away from the NBA trade deadline, which will be a blast. I am projecting that positivity out into the world, so let's make that happen. Let's ball out. And until next time, y'all, I am Frosty. Y'all stay Frosty and... I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, y'all. What is up, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode. This got to be number five, or yeah, I think it's five, of Let's Ball Out. I'm Corbin, um, one part of the just terrific trifecta here. I am joined, as always, by my people, Kelsey and Alicia. Uh, how y'all doing this week? Blessed and highly favored. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> We're airing this on Sunday. No, I'm playing. <laughs> right, literally. <laughs> that is that is good. Though. That's good. No, I'm 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 much the same way. I, I didn't quite use those words. I'm not as eloquent there, but it's been a good week. It's been a good week for the most part. Um, you know, we got to start. We're not going to start with me. We're not going to do this. I, I need positivity to start. So, whichever person they know, they team. We doing our favorite team check ins. Um, we got the Knicks. We got the Heat. We got the Lakers. Uh, let's just start, you know, let's start with the Heat. We did the Knicks uh, bing bong last week. Um, so, so let's give the Heat some love first. Then we'll do Alicia. And then we'll we'll do the Lakers update as quickly and painfully as possible. Well, the Heat are are enjoying a three-game losing streak right now. Um, right. Uh, back, tough back-to-backs. Uh, one against Toronto, triple overtime. Um, I think there's a lot good that was done in that game, especially it being off of a back-to-back. But um, it was very disappointing to go to Boston, and and really it wasn't a game after the third quarter. And then um, I anticipated Miami to come back today and, you know, get some revenge on the Toronto Raptors, but um, that didn't happen as well. But I'm not sweating it. Kyle Larber still has not been in the lineup due to uh, – you know, private reasons. I'm assuming it has something to do with the family member, but you know, something that is definitely bigger than basketball. But um, as a Heat fan, I mean, we're still number two, probably number three. I mean, the first five seeds are like within a game and a half of each other, so um, it's not like we're losing any ground. And um, again, the less people that are out, you know, that gives opportunity for more people to step in and uh, we've been seeing it all year round so i'm not i'm not tripping about the heat even though they have a three-game losing streak um you know we're, we're good over here in miami what about uh <laughs> staying clear of the open door closing doors please <laughs> oh my gosh it's like 
you know, when it rains, it pours. I guess when it snows, I don't know what the fuck the word to say is, but when it snows, it just falls all the way down. It's a, it's a blizzard out here. We are currently number 11 in the East. Uh, we just won against the Kings, which woohoo. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a job tomorrow, so I'm interested to see how that goes. But, you know, I was optimistic about this team because of the success that they had last year, bringing back most of the pieces, but then also adding, you know, Kemba. Evan like we had pieces and now adding cam but now cam is not even going to be a part of the rotation according to to tips so now I'm even more confused on what the actual goal is what are they doing like I know tips is a guy who loves to run his players to the ground but in a way that he seems fit like he likes defense that's his game so I just don't know what to expect from this team. We're clearly not going to make the playoffs this season. I'm just calling it now. I'm going to just spare my feelings right now in February. And I'm I'm just going to say we're not going to make the playoffs. And that's really sad because I really wanted to see progression. Like that's one thing that the Knicks just don't have is consistency and progression in every single season. So we take one step forward, we take five back. And honestly, because the East is so close, I wish that people would have stepped up more, i.e. Julius Randle. I wish Obi Toppin would play a little bit more. Uh, you know, I wish I hope Kemba would give us a little bit more. But it's just been so up and down that I, I can't even call it right now. So I'm just I'm just now a regular confused Knicks fan, as I've been for the past 20-plus years of my life. I just don't know what to, to take with this team. You know, Alicia... <clears throat> Uh, my mom watches a lot of heat, um, Knicks games. And, you know, one thing she pointed out to me, and I got the opportunity to actually see it firsthand, your bench is great. I mean, you, you, your bench actually gives your team life, right? You're talking about the quickies mm-hmm. of the world. Obi, who is an energizer, bunny coming off the bench, and they don't play a lot. And another, another thing that is alarming me too, forget Fournier, because we're obviously seeing that the Fournier situation is a, is a bust. You know, even though, unless it's the Celtics, <laughs> I mean, he loves right. the Celtics for some reason. But right. um, but Kemba Walker is not even attempting a lot of shots. It's one thing if you have a quiet night point, nine points, excuse me, and you shot the ball 15 times and it just wasn't your day. You know, he's getting nine points off of five attempts, you know, not getting enough. I mean, there's yeah. one guy in particular that has been shooting the ball a little bit too much and I know he feels like the world is on top of his back because New York is a pressure, pressure, pressure market. And, and Julius Randle to the point where he doesn't even want to talk to media, right? Um, it's a messed up situation. And I, I think with just, let's start with Kemba. I think Kemba having come back to New York, you know, he wanted to succeed right away and going off of the season that they had last year, getting in the playoffs, you know, winning a game in the playoffs. That's something in New York, right? So it's like he's coming off of that energy and the excitement of all the fans. And then I think for him to go through the ups and downs so far, and it's so early with being benched and having to come back and having to adjust his game and, you know, him not playing well on one side of the floor, I think mentally Kemba has to go through to see what exactly is his role on this team and moving forward, how he can still be offensively Kemba because we know that Kemba can get to, you know, get to the paint, score, you know, help his teammates. Kemba just needs to find his rhythm. And I don't know with him being so in and out of the lineup that he's ever going to this season, to be honest. And with Randall, He's just not shooting as well as he was last season. Let's be honest. Like Randall was, you know, shooting better. Uh, and he had a little bit more of an, a different energy. And I think that with New York, and I don't I don't want to say turning on them. I just want to say New York being New York. He has to understand that, sh- that this is not, when you're coming in as a superstar, especially in the Mecca, people are going to expect way more than what you would have expected in any other city out there. And that's just the bottom line. Like there's other cities out there that are great, but especially in New York, he's going to hear it on the streets. He's going to hear it if he goes to some random club, like people are going to get in your ass. And I don't know if 
Julius was ready to be a complete superstar. Now, he's not a long-term fit for us. I'm sorry. Like, he's just not the superstar that... I don't even know if superstar is the right word. I don't think he's the correct yeah. star to be fit in this role. And I don't know where we go next because, you know, it's always, we're always playing the free agency game. Well, who's going to be the next top free agent? Who can we get to come and, and be, you know, the next savior? And honestly, I just feel like what it's just a, a purgatory of us just being in this space. So it's hard for me even to, feel bad for Randall honestly like he just has to play better he has to get out of out of his funk but also he needs to learn that you need to do your job part of doing your job is showing up and speaking to media even if you have an off day you telling fans to shut the f up is not going to help you any further I'm sorry like you put that on yourself so now you have to deal with the consequences you want to play a big boys game you're gonna have to pull up your big boy pants and do what the fuck you got to do that's just the bottom line and I just think that we have to set realistic expectations and right now we're not looking good we're not going to make the playoffs there's a lot of teams in the east that have gone way above us that I never expected i.e Cleveland like Mm. I didn't even expect to see what I've seen from Cleveland this season so listen the Knicks are dixing (laughs) that's all I got for you (laughs) I ain't got no more (laughs) uh yeah it's the it's the culture, man. I think it's the culture, even though um, I see it starting to change um, under the direction of Leon Rose and and, you know, what he has in his own, you know, uh, pedigree as far as like his own career and being a sports agent and stuff like that. Uh, I definitely think that the, the it sucks because the Knicks have trade assets, but it seems like when you go to the Knicks, your trade value continuously goes down. <laughs> It's like it's almost like a lose lose situation, and like for I mean Kemba, you can't trade Kemba for what you really would want to get for him. Fournier, that that ship has so long sailed, <laughs> and even like a guy that has some young promise in Mitchell Robinson. I mean, I thought Mitchell Robinson would be somebody that would really be a key catalyst to you know the Knicks' success, and somebody they were they were kind of missing last year a little bit. Um, so. There's something within the culture, which is why, you know, what makes the Miami Heat so special, because when you're looking at the front office, I mean, some of these guys have been there since 1990 and everybody know everybody's on the right same page. You know what I mean? So when that gets uprooted, I don't know if it has to be a sell of the team. Dolan, hello. Well, um, um, I just want to say, you know, the one main fixture that we've had is that Dolan man that's been sitting front and center at the games who has been the owner who owns the, the tv network and msg honestly and and he has been a part of what i call the shit the shit show for the, the for the past 20 years that he's been owning the team so it's starts from there and as much as we want to change we got leon rose we got worldwide west we have tibbs you know things seem to be going in in a, in a direction but it has to come together on the court. And I don't see that happening right now, but I want to transition over to Corbin's team because his team hasn't been looking very well either. So we're going to go to the other side of the coast to, to, to kind of Corbin. How do you see you're shaking your head? Like really? you, don't part, you don't want to really? start the conversation. Listen, I, I feel like I want to be Chris Paul right now. I want to just give the assist. We don't got to talk about me. You know, we don't got to worry about me. We don't got to worry about what's going on with LA, but if we must talk about LA, Listen, y'all, it, it hasn't been great, all right? It's not been great. Um, we went on a road trip, uh, a tough road trip, I might say, against some good playoff opponents, shorthanded without LeBron James. Uh, it just so happened that we lost the last three of those games. Um, we got smacked by the 76ers. Uh, we lost a tough one to the Hornets, even though Russell Westbrook played a tremendous game, I might add. And then we lost a game to the Hawks that I really feel bad about. We shot, what, 61% from the field at half, um, and we lost a shootout. And that's kind of disappointing because we're an offensive team. That was what I thought. So if you can't even beat teams at the offensive part of the game and we have no hope playing defense, then it's not great. So it's not looking too good. I mean, we have the Blazers tomorrow. That's a chance. I mean, they don't have Dame who usually kills us in games like this. Then we have the Clippers and then the Knicks. I think we can win those games. We really don't have a choice. Uh, but then you got the Bucks, the Blazers against the Warriors, the Jazz. There's going to be some tough games coming up. I'm really worried about LeBron's knee. There's been three games now with knee irritation and swelling. Um, 
He's ruled out of tonight's game by the time y'all listen to this with the Blazers. So that's not super great. It's not great right now. I don't know what to say. Anthony Davis came back. That's a bright spot. Um, Malik Monk has taken the starting um, small forward role, and he's been playing really well. Um, but that, even that's almost a bad thing because he can almost play too well, and then we can't afford to keep him next year. So it's kind of an issue there. I don't even really know what to say except that I am not going to wave the white flag because we are not the Knicks. We are better. We're the Lakers. And I think as long as we have the best player in the world, and his name is Julius Randle, that we will make the playoffs at least. But I do now have to think that maybe it's going to be a repeat of last year. I didn't think that, but I'm starting to think maybe us making the playoffs is making the play-in, then winning that game much closer than one to, and losing to a better team because we never get healthy. I mean, Russ has been the only guy to play every game so far. You know, AD's been out, LeBron's in. Now LeBron's back, AD's out. Now AD's back in, LeBron's out. Like, we can't get the guys in sync. It's almost like, and I hate to say this, but like the Brooklyn Nets where, oh, and when they when they have KD, Kyrie, James Harden, what if they don't? You know, what if that doesn't happen? And I'm starting to think maybe with the Lakers, like what if we don't get all three together? And if that's the case, then yikes. Well, that's on you, brother. That's not on us. Wow. Okay. Okay. And your team. Because did you want to throw shots at other people? Might might I add that you at one point were rooting for Julius Randle a couple years ago and hit. He was one of them little baby Lakers. Listen. Uh, listen, Revision history. All right. Okay. All right. (laughs) He left us. Uh, Wrap it up. Wrap it up. We're going to go on to the All Star team. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. I hate that. Hey, let's, let's, let's go to all-star <laughs> stuff. Why well, I can't read the last word. Crazy. Anyways, all right. All-star starters. It's the battle of the two biggest markets. <laughs> yeah. And you know who's always going to win, though, Kelsley. Like, you already know what time it is over here. You already know who's always going to win. Oh, my God. Always going to get the last word and always is going to win. Like, you already three hours ahead. You, Until are playoff crazy? time. Like, are you dumb? Facts, anyway. Facts, anyway. Facts. All, right. all right. We're going to the all-star game starters. Fine. Um, we got them. Uh, we're gonna break it down on the east. Uh, we got what team? I think it's Team Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and Demar Derozan. Uh, for the West, Team LeBron, we got LeBron, of course, from the Lakers. I'm at it. Nikola Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and Ja Morant. So these are the starters. We're gonna get uh, the reserves coming in sometime next week. Um, this week. Or sometime this week. Sorry, Thursday. You're Thursday. right. Forgot. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Slipping. Next week's trade deadline. There we go. That's the event. All right. With that being said, uh, let's talk about it. What did we like? What did we not like? Who do we expect to be on that list? Um, were there any surprises on that list? Uh, let's shoot over to Kelsey and go from there. Yeah. You know, um, Andrew Wiggins, I'm sure there's what? a lot of people that's been talking about it. Andrew Wiggins was definitely a shock. I mean, he's been having a heck of a year. Um, and I think he's definitely just, you know, deserves to be an all-star, but as far as a starter, I mean, when you're looking at a, uh, it's, it's so unfortunate you're looking at a, a Devin Booker who, who's having a heck of a year, even though that is not really a forward, but I mean, a wing is a wing. If it could be a shooting guard or a small forward, it's still a wing. And I think they should, um, change. I think they should change it to, I don't know. You can't really change just the point guards and then wings. It's, it's, it's kind of a sticky situation, but but yeah, Andrew Wiggins definitely surprised me. We all know that Curry is going to be there. Um, of course, Bronny Braun, um, you know, he's doing his thing. But uh, but the big shock, though, for me has to be Andrew Wiggins. Um, heck of a year, though. He definitely deserves to be an all-star. But as far as being a starter is concerned, that's kind of questionable. It's kind of shaky, my lord. <laughs> I have to agree with that. I think I was... I, I didn't watch the pregame show that they had to set up the you know, announcement of it. So when I saw the news after, I'm like, Andrew Wiggins, who? Like, what? But honestly, that's a great story for him going back to Cleveland where he was drafted, being an all-star starter, like not just a reserve, but being a starter and having meaningful minutes on a team that is on pace to win a championship. I, I don't think any, I don't know, me, I'm just saying me, I never called that for Andrew Wiggins. Like, I didn't see that happening in his future and being uh and I before the start of the season to be honest because he was one of the ones who didn't want to get vaccinated and probably was going to risk playing this season so the fact that he did what he was supposed to do in terms of you know getting the shot and then 
playing and playing so well. And, you know, now them having Clay in and out, but them having Clay back, I mean, I'm shocked at Andrew Wiggins being a starter, but congratulations to him going back to Cleveland and, you know, being a starter. I just think that there's just a, a disconnect with the fans. I like, I have a question to you guys about the fan votes. Like I get it, you know, people are watching the games and, you know, a lot of teams have, I wouldn't say grown in, in fan bases over the past couple of seasons, especially the Warriors. So not to say that they didn't deserve it or whatever, but how do you feel about the fan vote and the way it goes? Because this is not the first time that the fan vote has kind of just put somebody in. It's just like, all right, this is, what is this here? Well, I mean, I like I like the 25-25 the for the players. Uh, is it? Coaches, coaches and, and then media and then 50% for for uh, and media right and then uh, 50% for the fan vote let's not forget Andrew Wiggins is a Canadian eh and you're talking about a whole country right potentially pulling for him that 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 can make things difficult but at the same time too he did put in his work and I'm sure there's some people some players fellow um peers that that voted for him to be a, a starter um, maybe a because starter? of the, the, the things that he so, may do, the intangibles that you don't necessarily see on the stat, the stat line, you know, because he's been a the the Warriors are the, one of the best defenses in the league, right? And it's not because of Steph Curry. True. <laughs> it's just I'm just keeping True. it real, right? Um, yeah, most of it has to do with Draymond Green, and even with Draymond's absence, they still are able to play to a level to where they're extremely respectable. Um, but yeah. The fan voting thing, I mean, I, you want the fans to be feeling like they have some type of say because MVP, they don't really have any say for that, right? This is like the only thing that when you're talking about fan interaction, this is the closest thing that you can do as a fan. You know, mom, I found out the other day that my mom votes for the Knicks all the time. I had no clue. <laughs> like, I had zero <laughs> clue. She told me this year, she said, I am not voting for Julius Randle this year. I am boycotting that. And I think that's hilarious. But again, her being a fan, that means a lot to her. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, can some people get get the opportunity that other people can't because the fans voted for them sure right no system is ever perfect that's life um you're just gonna have to deal with it period point blank i'm somewhere in the middle of both of y'all on that like i do think that fans that the space that they have here especially in regards to making an impact on a, on a on a sport that you know they watch so passionately like they are a big reason the nba is in the popularity sphere that it is like yeah give them a bone up to a certain extent. I do think that there are times where it gets a little too much. You know, I mean, uh, if you think about it a couple of years ago, Zaza Pachulia, what, like 14,000 votes away from replacing Kawhi Leonard as a starter. Like, prime Kawhi Leonard and Zaza Pachulia at any point in Zaza Pachulia's career. I'll take a vintage 2005. He's not approaching Kawhi. But the fans almost made that happen. But specifically, I forgot the guy's name, but the, I'm not even going to try to sing it. The, no, I am going to try. The, no, I'm not. The Someone Please Call 911 song. Someone, I see. I tried it. There we go. There we go. He got. I I was about to go into it. My throat was giving out already. Thank you for coming in clutch. Anyway, point being, he had gotten like I don't know how many votes to gather together for Zaza Pachulia, which is why he was able to get where he was. Uh, A K-pop star named Bam Bam was the reason that Andrew Wiggins was able to be. He she just likes the Warriors and wanted to root for Andrew Wiggins. So that's why Andrew Wiggins, literally, a a Washington Post report said that he woke up and was like. What's going on? What all stars waking up going? Oh my god! What is this? this isn't freaking? I don't know. Uh, switch. This isn't. I don't know. I don't. It's not. It's not some kind of um, thunderstruck or anything where you just wake up and you got some, no. Like you know, people play like all star. If the all star recipients like, how am I here? Then you really have to question the process. That's how I look at it. And and bottom line, I mean, the guys he's replacing because of the voting and the guard and Ford spot would have been what Luka Doncic. Uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Normally, you can look at Luka Doncic for his individual stats, right? Or Chris Paul and Devin Booker, both those guys being the the key members of a 40-9 and Suns team. Like, super great for that. However, like, if you look at that Suns team, in my opinion, there's two things. One, that Suns team's a team effort. Like, Devin Booker's averaging 25 points per game. Chris Paul's tied with, like, 10 assists per game to lead the league. 
but you have eight different plays in double figures. I think six of those eight are averaging um, – six of those eight have played all 40 games. So you're getting production down the line. The Suns are a great team because of continuity. The Suns are a great team because their two best players are good, but they have a lot of other good players beyond that. So, no, I don't think rewarding them with just all-star starting spots is just a given. Um, I wouldn't replace them with Wiggins, but, like, not only do I not think that that's just a lock for them, but also they're both going to be on the all-star team anyway. So I don't see the issue with it. Um, I think it does need to be retweaked, retweaked. Because if you look at Andrew Wiggins' stats, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists. Like, if you actually look at his numbers, I was talking about this with a friend a couple days ago. They're exactly the same as last year. If anything, he's shooting worse. Better from three, worse from the field overall. He's done nothing different. It's everything around him the same. I mean, everything around him has changed. So, I mean, look, I, I should win America's Next Top Model because everything around me is great. Meanwhile, I haven't done a thing to myself. No, it's not how that works. You know what I mean? Well, I just, well, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Slow down I'm, there, Tyra. I'm Hold just on. saying, no, I'm just saying, like, I get designer clothes. Oh, run, run me down the walkway. Like, nah, it takes, it takes a little bit more work than that. This guy's never had a, a rookie of the a rookie award, a all a NBA player of the week, month, year, day, hour. Like the dude hasn't done anything. He was drafted. You know, first overall, he was on the all-rookie team eight years later, and now he's an all-star, having done what? Well, this is a part of my issue, and you made a point that's saying that the other guys were going to make it anyway. You only get so many chances to be an all-star, and it's specifically an all-star starter. So, yeah, you know, Andrew Wiggins made it, and, you know, it's questionable that he should have made the starter team, but for the guys who actually should have made the starting team, it's like, well, damn, like you just throwing anybody in there and just saying, hey, mm-hmm. replace me with this person. I, I I really don't like that. But, you know, kudos to him. Teach his own. I'm just going to move on to the reserves. Who do you guys well, have? Hold, on, the hold on. I was about to say, let's be fair, though. Let's be fair. When you were looking at the, Andrew Wiggins is a part of the front court. OK, let's be fair. <clears throat> you have Draymond Green. He's been hurt. Right. Yeah, Kind of tough. Paul George been hurt and eh, kind of tough rudy gobert who wants to see rudy gobert <laughs> no. nah 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 fam. nah <laughs> we don't want to see right defense there, right nah. we just <laughs> we don't want to see him no i don't want to see him give me some defense you, just don't you, give me gobert you got carl anthony towns mm, you know not better than Jokic, right you know carmelo anthony and anthony davis no, that's that's Stop it. All right, all right, enough, enough. I've heard enough. Okay, so I've heard enough. <laughs> now, yeah, so you can't really blame him. You know what I mean? It's, it's still a shock, absolutely. But again, could that be filled with another guard's position? I think that should be the case. I think I think one through three are guards, four and fives are front courts. I think maybe changing that rule will kind of you know disable a lot of gray areas or wiggle room for things like this to happen i'm with that i I can agree on that for sure um at least you good got any thoughts good no i'm good all right i'm ready we're gonna keep this thing moving then um real quick each of us just rapid fire who's a lock for you that if he if they're not on the all-star reserves team you're gonna you're gonna ride oh i mean i can tell you my team Uh, that i have my reserves Dude, let's hear. I have Booker, I have Doncic, I have uh, Gobert, I have Donovan Mitchell, I have Chris Paul. I put in Carl uh, Anthony Towns just because he's been one of the top big men so far. I know we talk about Embiid and Jokic, but Carl Anthony Towns has been in that mix for me for big men. So I'm going to go with him. And yeah. That's my team. I think I'm missing one, but whatever. Figure it out. How, how, how many on the on the reserves? Is it 10? I mean, not 10. Um, is it uh, what, six? six? I seven? think it's seven. 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 12. Yeah, you get seven. 12, so seven. Oh, hey, that's a, that's a I mean, tough one. Yeah, I'm going to let ahead. you go, Kelsey. No, nah, no, nah, you, you were talking. I ain't cutting you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't cutting you, sir. I, I know. To answer the question, if there's one person that does not become a reserve, um, and I would really have uh, a fit on the show. Uh, it's Jimmy Butler. Um, I think 
what he's enabled is kind of something similar to Chris Paul as far as empowering your teammates, making them believe in themselves, and therefore they overproduce in a sense, right? Um, going back to a culture too, I, I think what he does for the Heat, again, he can have eight points in the Miami Heat still win just because he does so many different things. And we're not even talking defense yet where he is elite. Um, but that's definitely one guy. I think they're going to be talking about him re- replacing um, Kevin Durant in the starting lineup, which I would love. But again, it's, it's, it's the Miami Heat. They're not really the sexiest team per se as far as superstars is concerned. So that may not happen. But yeah, if he's not on the reserves, I'll be highly, highly, highly disappointed. I love how you just threw in that he's going to replace KD. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. No, I don't want to see no Jimmy. He's been all right, but I don't want to see the no all-star starter out there. Like, but okay. I, but I, see what you mean. Beer. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, you got jokes. No. I definitely get it. No, no, no. I, I, I will say this. I, I will say this. I, I do think he deserves to be on there. Um, I do agree with you, even though I think he's kind of overrated, like the way he's able to impact the team without necessarily scoring a ton of points, like you said, eight points and still being an impact. Yes, very much so. Um, I'm with you on that. Um, I don't think that only playing 32 games gives you like a walk in to start, though. I think there got to be some type of limit because otherwise you're going to have guys That's like Kobe point. who barely play, you know, Penny Hardaway back in the day, guys who just were out most of the year. And then, oh, all star like, for what, dude? For what? Eight games of. You know, 2010, that looks good. Small sample size. But at the same time, we know Jimmy Butler's body of work. It speaks for itself. So I'm not pushing too back on that. Um, one guy will be upset if he's not on that team, Darius Garland. Yeah. I think that the mm, dude has absolutely. balled out. He's really been a key reason why Cleveland has been just right on rolling. They had the loss of Con Sexton. They've had the loss of Ricky Rubio. And they keep going. He's the engine, the guy making that work. Um, the reason that you're looking at. Um, Evan Mobley, possibly rookie of the year. The reason that Jared Allen is playing like a most improved player. Um, he's just been humming that offense along, not being a total detriment on the defensive end. And, and I think it's deserving of an all-star spot, um, especially this year, given where they are and where he's played. So if he's not there, yeah, there's going to be some hands. Maybe it's on a computer because I'm not near anyone, but that's, that's going to happen. Um, but with that, I mean, we got the all-star topic settled until next week. Look at the reserves and look back on that. But let's talk. Can I about, add one? You can. Why not? Um, what out let's there? talk about Mr. Murray for the San Antonio Spurs. I think, he, I think he's had a notable year. I think he's quite, again, you're talking about non-sexy team. Like I said, Antonio Spurs is the ugliest of them all. If you want to think about it, even when they had superstars like Tim Duncan is like, huh? Uh, Kawhi Leonard's like, Wah. you know. But no, and now Murray is having a heck of a year. I think he single-handedly is keeping the 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 Spurs not what's the word I want to use? Afloat. I can't think of the word I wanted to. Well, yeah, afloat, yeah, but not notable, but keeping them gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. In the mix. A- afloat. <laughs> Above water, like I'm just I mean they're 19 and 30. Like, like what are we what are we talking? Like keeping them elephant. Here we that's go. What that's oh, the word. Okay. Oh. oh my gosh, that was so hard. Really I was like, what is this talking relevant. about? I mean, they're 19 and 32. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> they they're above I'm the not water. Say, yeah, they're exactly. not drowning. I ain't saying they, a great thing. You know, they're not <laughs> right. You yeah, 19 and 32, in, you ain't you ain't thriving right now, you know? Yeah, and he is in the West, so he probably won't get that bid. Just because there's so many good guards, like you mentioned, the Chris Paul, it's Doncic. Um, I mean, hello, Booker, but like I'm Book, right? I think that's how the song goes. But anyways, <laughs> I mean, wow. that would be a guy that would be nice. That would be an excellent story. But I think his 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 time will definitely come within the next two years for sure. I'm with it. I'm with it, and I agree. If he doesn't make it this year, I could see why. Maybe, like you said the record and the fact that his numbers compared to others, his numbers are really good for himself. Like you said, improvement right. every year, but just where he's coming up into a wall against others. I would agree with you. Um, but at the same time, a definite deserve shout out to him for sure. Cause he's been balling out, you know, Tyler show plug. Anyway, that's the first time we talked about the Spurs. <laughs> I, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think, think so. so too. That, yeah. You yes, right. I'm trying to get new teams in here. Let's do it. <laughs> There it is. Well, I mean, we got a little chance to talk about some. It's thirty-two of them motherfuckers, or thirty of them. So we got to figure something out. Yeah, it's true. We got to. <laughs> we got to do like a wheel or something. We pick a team. We talk Ooh, about it. That's, well, that's yeah. good. Let's do that. Let's do like that. But that. okay, before we even get to that though, let's talk about the trade season. By the time we get our next episode out, I think we should do it just like on the day of the trade deadline, the night of. 
thing that might be dope. Mm. We, we, we look at this plan in real time. We'll figure it out. But the point being, this is the last week we're going to be live before trades have been done, um, before the moratorium is over and it's all settled and done. So one play a little game by yourself. I put some interesting teams that have been kind of talked about a little bit in regards to making trades. Um, we kind of want to throw them around and see what we feel, whether they should buy or sell. And then if we want to nominate any of our own, then we can do that as well. So uh, let's start with Chicago. Um, anybody want to take that first? Where are we at? Do we think that they're a buying team? We think they're a selling team. What they are right now is number one in the East. Um, they have endured, of course, some injuries. Uh, they're out without the service of Alonzo Ball now for an extended stretch. They're without the services of Alex Caruso for an extended stretch, but they keep on going. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, uh, both all-stars, both key in their teams to great wins. And they've also had other guys step up. Kobe White has been good since he's been in. Ayo DeSumo has been just an amazing um, underrated pickup for the Chicago Bulls team. You've had um, at different times Troy Brown Jr. step up. Matt Thomas knocked down threes. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, who started off pretty slow, has come around as of late. So as you see this team, you realize that they have some holes, you know. Uh, definitely some more shooting would be nice. I mean, they take threes at an accurate clip, but they don't make take a lot of them. They make them, but they don't take a lot of them. Also, a wing defender for those Kevin Durant's, for those Giannis Nakumpos, those guys would be great. So, when you look at this Bulls team, uh, we'll start with uh, Alicia. Where do you think, like, should they be kind of holding Pat, just riding it out and seeing what happens in the playoffs? Should they look to, you know, obviously try to make some moves or even let go of some pieces and try to retweak? I, I, I can't even make a definitive answer because I think the Bulls be – are all clear that they're not going to win a championship this season? Does anyone here think that they're going to win a championship? I'm going to say, no. with, the, I, I'm okay. say with the way that the NBA is right now, I could, I, it's very slight, but I could see it. I'm just going to leave it okay. at that. Okay, so it's a no. Okay, so <laughs> pretty much I think they should stay tacked for what they have. I feel like they have some pieces, some young pieces. Like you mentioned, young, you got Kobe. You also got... Alex Caruso, who's injured, you got um, what's the ball brother name? Lonzo, um, just, yeah. Lonzo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, don't know him. Sorry, of course, you don't think they'll make the finals. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the first one, and I forgot already. Sorry, uh, Lamar, or whatever that name. Lamar. It's what's what is that? Lamar, 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 Lamar. That was that was really cool. No, you can't dispense. You can't dispense something like we're that. We're talking to a Laker fanatic. Oh yeah, that's true too. I'm sorry. I'm so so sorry. I apologize. Lavar, Lonzo, Lamelo, Leangelo, whatever. There we are. The Caruscos. Yep. Hello. Hello. (laughs) But honestly, I feel like they have pieces that they can wait to see to come back to develop them to come back this season or maybe for next year. I do think if they are trying to win now. They need somebody who can probably defend Giannis um, if they want to look in that market. Do they have some trades? They have some restrictions, I think, um, that they can't trade any of their first-round picks. So, honestly, I think they should just stay tacked right now. I don't think that they should be buying. That's fair. Uh, Kelsey? Uh, you know, see, like, when I when I see this, this Chicago Bulls team, I think of the 2013 to 2015 Atlanta Hawks, you know, always in the top of the league as far as the East is concerned. But when you look at their team, their makeup, it doesn't give you championship, right? I'll even go to the extent of the Philadelphia 76ers who had the best record the first year that Doc was there. But then I'm looking at them like they're not really championship ready. And I'm looking at this Chicago Bulls team, and I see the same exact thing. Um, A team that can have a lot of regular season success, but then once it comes down to, you know, crunch time, once it comes down to where you get paid for the postseason, it's it's not the same. And when you're looking at Donovan, the head coach, um, his track record, he's a hell of a coach. You know, what he was able to accomplish in Oklahoma City when Kevin Durant left, and he just had, you know, Russell Westbrook taking over, like, that was incredible. But then again, that was a situation where he had regular season success, but when it came down to the nitty and the gritty in the postseason, you know, SIT hit the fan, right? Um, so that's kind of how I see it. Now, as far as selling, they don't need to sell, but I, if, if they were to get a piece, I mean, and I kid you not, if Ed Mobley went to Chicago Bulls, 
and you have a rim runner, you have a shot blocker, you have a rim protector that is athletic, that can run with your guys, such as the Leans and the, the, the Roses of the world. Um, I think they should go ahead and try to pursue that. You know, I love Vucevic. He's great, um, you know. But I, I think if they have a guy that can run like a gazelle, such as a Mobley, um, even like a guy like Rudy Gobert, let's not, you know, shut that down, or even a Miles Turner, right? I think that can definitely give the Bulls a different makeup to where their chances of winning the NBA championship would, would uh, head up just a little bit more than what they are right now. I am so glad that you didn't just um, shout out Evan Mobley and that you gave um, some other folks some um, some love in terms of some realistic draft picks. I'm sitting there going, I would love the fit of Evan Mobley in Chicago too. But outside of 2K or basketball GM, there is no way on this <laughs> yeah, planet Earth not. or any others. But I agree with you. Like you then gave some ideas of, of some good fits, archetypes of that type of player that would make realistic, it great. Correct. Exactly. So you definitely want to have that. And um, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm going to just say, I don't think so. I think they're in a position where, listen, the East is wide open right now. You know, Brooklyn is what i mean right now as we're recording they're playing with james harden for the first time in a couple of games and Kyrie because of the away game but now without kevin durant like and not without joe harris like there's a lot of just different issues and qualifiers you got to take into account with brooklyn right so there's that with milwaukee they have like this isn't even i think that sneaky of a of an observation but they've not been playing well they just haven't now you could look at that and say hey this is just you know, a championship team that is going through the doldrums and don't worry, they'll snap out of it and get back. But I can tell you from personal experience, you know, 2021 folks said about the Los Angeles Lakers, 2021 folks said about the Miami Heat. I think both teams went on the first round playing exactly how they had played all season long. So just saying there's hope. I know Kelsey got a rhetorical, but, but let me, I'm gonna let me finish. Let me finish though. Okay. But I think that Chicago should take advantage. I think if there's a trade that's advantageous for them, that can get them a significant upgrade. For some of the young guys, do that. DeMar DeRozan's 32. He's not going to play like this next year. He hasn't played like this. Like, he's played well. I've watched a lot of him in San Antonio. He has played well. He has not played to this level. Do you really think a renaissance season at 32 is going to repeat itself at 33 with the defense being even anywhere near it's been? I don't know about that. This has been great to convince Zach Levine to re-sign long-term, but I think right now you have a window, just like Suns did last year. Take advantage of that and try to make it happen. Um, But if nothing comes up, then don't do it. No reason to mortgage your entire future for, you know, a really tough second round loss. Now you can go, Kelsey. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, that that L.A. and Miami thing that you try to pull. It happened. I, it's I don't true. agree with it. That I don't agree swept. with it because, Corbin, you have to put in perspective. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. This offseason coming out of 2020, which was the bubble, this nine to fourth, right? Their last game was well into September, October, if I'm not mistaken. And there was only a seven week offseason. That is the shortest in North America sports history. Yeah, we were there seven too. week, huh? We were there too. We won, remember? Correct. Absolutely. Which is why when you're talking about the season afterwards, when they did not perform well because they were tired, because they're the only ones that were playing for so long. Well, listen, listen, I get what you're trying to say, but y'all didn't even put up a fight. Y'all went to Milwaukee and said, here, give us the win. We got injured repeatedly against the Phoenix Suns. I don't let's let's not rehash history. It's it's history, right? It's just, but, but at the same time, too, that was the biggest blessing in disguise too. Cause when you look at the Golden State Warriors and guys like Poole that got a lot of reps, that got a lot of playing time because of the injuries from Clay Thompson. You know, Steph Curry kind of kind of wishy-washy as far as injuries is concerned last year too. He was able to eat up those minutes. The same thing with Miami Heat. Gabe Vincent was playing he was a G League guy that played like two to three consistent weeks of minutes because of COVID, right? And he's reaping benefits of that this season. Guys like Max Struess reaping the benefits of that this season, right? So when you're talking about like, oh, you know, they were playing kind of poor this nine to fourth, um, this context is extremely important. And they only had a seven-week in the offseason, just like how the Lakers were, even though the Lakers tore their whole team apart, so they don't even have any fruits to reap like how Miami did, just like how the Warriors did. At least, please, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
I am going to stop this right Wait, time here. out. I have I'm a serious so, stat. Corbin, I'm, gonna, I'm going to give you, I, Corbin, I'm going to give you a smooth 40 <laughs> seconds, brother, and then we're going to move on because you two can do this all day. And <laughs> and as the listeners know, I am the only rational person here. So oh, wow. I'm, I'm just going to, before, you know, we freaking make morning here because it's already late. Let's let's keep it moving. Forty seconds on the clock, brother. <laughs> speak your piece to retort this, and then we are moving on to the next buyer. Okay, you. okay. Real quick, I'm just trying to say I guilty ten Kelsey, but y'all laid an egg. I think you got to put that into perspective. Like Milwaukee had harder opponents against the Atlanta Hawks the first time in the playoffs in a couple of years than Miami. Jimmy Butler, the guy who you know is going to be All Star star this year, fourteen points on twenty nine percent shooting. That's that's the playoff series. Like this is just an example. You guys were bad. The Lakers at least put up a fight. Then we got a little cocky. Then we got injured. We can rehash some other time, Kelsey. I just want to say, like, like ugh, I, forty seconds is a time crunch. I can't talk now. At least take over. Or Kelsey, I don't know. if LeBron didn't make that heave, y'all was not even getting out of play in. So <laughs> let's stop it there. Okay. Moving on. All right, we're gonna move on to the next buyer seller. Uh, another clutch guy that we have is Ben Simmons on the 76ers. Are we buying or selling on this team, guys? What do you think is going to happen at the trade deadline? I'm, I'm going to be quick. They're just going to sit on their hands. I, I, I don't agree. think they're going to do anything. Like, Okay. We're all on the same. We're all the same. There we are. Here. <laughs> I, yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, another team, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. Um, they got to the finals last year. Um, I think that Phoenix, I feel like they can add another piece. I want to say Thaddeus Young from the Spurs, just to add something that um, uh, more defense, honestly, but they're just fluctuating in terms of the young man's name. It's late. I'm forgetting his name. Cam on Johnson, Cam Johnson. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, They've just been, you know, great i feel like one they're like one more piece to being away and i feel like having somebody who's known as a yana stopper and thaddeus mm-hmm. young can help them out long term so that's that, going to be my throw out there but i like it because you want to go next that's that's a valid point um i mean the way they're currently constructed i mean there's really not much to add to it i think what they have can win a championship um, I think with the leadership that they have, I think through, you know, the trials and tribulations, I think, you know, I'm about to go on a tangent, but trials and tribulations help bring a bond to a team together, right? You've seen it throughout history, including the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think what happened in the bubble was the best thing that ever happened to the Phoenix Suns franchise. And, um, and they have that core and they're developing a culture and, and, I think they're fine. I, Thaddeus Young, that's a great add-in, you know, nothing too crazy. But um, but I think they're I think they can win how they are currently constructed. Okay. Um, I'm with the both of you. I think that as of right now, where they are, sure, they can do this, you know. Um, they're 41 and 9 right now. As we record, they're beating the Brooklyn Nets. They will win this one. Um, so top of the West by a wide margin. Um think that if you are looking to tweak anything you definitely wouldn't mind having a little bit of extra shooting you know you definitely wouldn't mind having a that young type like you said a small kelly olenic Th- there kelly, you go kelly you know? olenic mm-hmm. take away uh sarvich is his name yeah sarvich, sarvich yeah is, exactly is, out of so yeah that'll be perfect kelly yep. olenic and then if you play that young if you acquire that young that gives you ability to play big that gives the ability to play small, but with the guy who can actually play the five. Right now, um, they've been trying out Mikel Bridges. They've been trying to use um, Jay Crowder. Both those guys aren't comfortable there, and you can tell. You know, the five is just one position out of their element. So you get someone at that young who not only can do that, but also bring some passing, you know, from that position. You're not lacking from that for the Suns offense. You keep the ball moving. If you can get that, you're great. But if not, I mean, look, you're sitting pretty right now. So, like, why mess up a huge thing? I wouldn't do anything big, but I also don't think they're going to do anything big. So I think we're good there. I think they should be advantageous buyers, just like Chicago. <laughs> it's like how you just put the Chicago part out there. <laughs> just sprinkle a little shot out. Yeah, I got to tie it together. 
right, what's next, y'all? Another team on the list was Sacramento. Now, mm. Sacramento, blow it up. But honestly, Sacramento is blew up. So I don't even know where they go from here. <laughs> honestly, like mm. everyone on the team can go. Everyone is for sale. I feel like there are a 99 cent store that is going out of business. Everything is for sale. Okay, everybody can go. Because this team... This franchise in general, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm saying a lot about New York, but Sacramento has been the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> bottom yeah, of since, the bottom. Since okay? Vladdy. Since Vladdy. Since Vladdy and C-Webb. And I used to love that team, but mm-hmm. it's been 20 years since that team has happened. So, yeah. honestly, I think yeah. they're below the luxury tax. Blow the shit up. I don't know where to even start. I think they tried to leverage and speak about Ben Simmons in the past, about him possibly not being on the on the table. Uh, Sacramento, you do not have the leverage to say who and who is not on the table for your team in the future. And I just think that the way that they did Boogie, uh, it's just like, where is the direction going? I know mm-hmm. that they brought people into the franchise to start over in ownership and GMs, but they have just no actual direction and i think that it just needs to start from the top and then they need to work their way down to see where the hell they're gonna go but honestly everything is for sale throw the team away go to seattle good night oh wow Wow. i like that take though go to seattle um yeah i think they should be buying up bad contracts like al horford um that's not a good contract try to get as and only have one year left i believe um or expiring contracts, but mostly picks. I think they should go the direction of the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the Houston Rockets. Let's go ahead and acquire as much, you know, as is as possible for what you have on your team. And Darren Fox can play. You can definitely get some stuff for him. Um, Halliburton, he's been having a heck of a year too. I don't know if you want to get take him away. I think that's a guy that you should keep. But, um, yeah, it's definitely sell time. Let's go ahead and try to get – as much as much much picks as possible and get rid of all the contracts so that you have a little bit of wiggle room to potentially try to sell somebody to come to your organization in a free agency i'm with it i think right now you know they find themselves the kings in a spot where they find themselves every year you know oh we should try to make the playoffs year fill in the blank of not making the playoffs but roster that's inequipped to do so talent that's inequipped to lead them and a coaching staff that's inequipped to put the talent together so yeah i sure to sell them to seattle i just think that uh yeah sell like try for once to do the rebuild thing the right way and not blow it up you know halfway through and not try to roughly win now but i don't know it's sacramento who knows so with that let's go to yeah i like what do you think that harrison barnes contract it just hurts my heart thank you and and it hurt immediately it hurt as soon as it happened like you look you knew it was a problem you knew it was a problem all right so i'm gonna throw these two together um two recent champions you know who have just stumbled as of late um, Milwaukee Bucks and Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, should either of these teams be uh, buyers or sellers? I, I'm not going to answer this for fear that I talk too long. So I'm going to let y'all go and like grab a fire. Um, quickly, I think the Bucks need to replace PJ Tucker. I think that is the worst move and loss that they had that is like being like underplayed this whole time. I like Milwaukee. P.J. Tucker is so quintessential to that team and them winning the championship. I don't know who they get to replace. I think possibly um, Robert Coverton is somebody that can kind of slip in, but he's not a great defender as P.J. was. And I also think that Brooke Lopez being out for a formidable amount of time is also hurting them. So I don't know if they can really find anyone in the market that can replace P.J. Tucker. But honestly, that was the biggest loss for me in terms of this team. But I think that they should stay packed. But if they find somebody that they can kind of leverage to get somebody in that in that spot, then they should go for it. As for the Lakers, I don't know. They need Jesus. They need prayer. They need LeBron's knee to come back. They need <laughs> Russell Westbrook to find a complete jump shot. They need... AD and his full brow to be healthy. Child, I don't know. God, God bless. Yeah. Godspeed. Kelsey, please. The, the 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 Lakers situation is so so sticky, like sticky icky icky. It's just like, damn. I'm sure the management is just like, 
I didn't see this coming. <laughs> At the same time, too, it's nothing that you can really blow up and start fresh again. Because then now, if you're starting fresh again, essentially, it's going to be two two years back to back. There's no way to get a, a some type of cohesiveness, you know, for a team. And it's a team game. It's not an individual sport. So they can, it's like they can't buy. They can't sell. They're, like, stuck with the situation that they currently have right now, which is kind of – you know, shitty if you are a Lakers fan. Um, and as far as the Bucks, you know, you know, a lot of people said that the Suns' opportunity was last year, and they were not going to get another opportunity again. I kind of feel like the ceiling has been, you know, reached as far as the Milwaukee Bucks is concerned. Even though they've been fighting a lot of injuries, you know, the Brooke Lopez is of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Even Drew Holiday kind of been inconsistent um, as far as the beginning of the of the um season is concerned but i feel like they they max their ceiling and and teams in the east are just getting that much better and we're not seeing that growth you know from the milwaukee bucks um so yeah with and then their track record as the coach you know he has great regular seasons and then shits to bed in the playoffs just again both teams they really can't buy or sell they're kind of stuck with the situation and um yeah i hate to be the gms for both of them Quickly, I just want to say Buddy Hill should have probably been on the Lakers a long time ago. Ooh, that would have been a nice add-on. Nah, that would have been. That would have okay, been really Corbin. Nice. Yeah, the yeah. Yours. No, listen, I'm speechless at this point. <laughs> that, I don't know why I, I let y'all go first, but um, I did, and I have to own that. Um, but with that being said, uh, let's wrap this baby up. Let's do. Um, <laughs> let's go. We got. We got. <laughs> Now he paid it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep moving. moving. We just we we're going. Um, real quick, y'all see anything on Twitter? Y'all like NBA Twitter? You know the good, the bad. I will say I've enjoyed the WNBA coverage. It's good that it's getting this hype. Um, that it deserves. I think a lot of that starts at the interest level. I think on Twitter has been a lot more of it. Plus, my Phoenix Mercury making some moves potentially, so I will be staying tuned on that. Aside from that, I mean, it's NBA Twitter. Come on now. Any yeah, anything? Yeah. I mean, the only two things that are notable for me today was, of course, the Miss Cambage tweet about, you know, the Ooh, coach being paid shit. four times more than she is and her having to up, upgrade her seat in first class from coach. Honestly, it's about time that these players are paid what they are worth. I just don't think it's right that some of them have to have the option of having to get paid overseas having the overseas pay overseas teams pay them to sit out in WNBA seasons because they want them to become completely healthy and full and ready for their season. Like there's a disconnect there with the WNBA game in general for me. Like I haven't been all in from the start. I've gradually been watching the game as it's grown in the past couple of years, but the way that the, I, I get that the gap of TV money and CBA and all of that other stuff is different than the, than the NBA. But honestly, I feel like owners should be shelling out more for these franchises. These are world-class athletes just as well as the men are. I feel like they deserve more money. Like when I read uh, Brianna Stewart's contract of 228, I'm like 228. I know tech mm-hmm. guys that are making more than that. So I just feel like there's just such a disconnect in terms of, the WNBA and the wealth gap and the pay, but I'm going to leave that right there. Also, I just want to shout out really quickly, Brian Flores, of formerly oh, yeah. of the Dolphins team and now who has, you know, made ways and sued the NFL and, you know, teams in particular in terms of the Dolphins and the Broncos and also the uh, Giants are mentioning it because of racism. And that's been going on in the NFL for a very long time since probably the inception of it. I don't know whether or not this is going to really change the needle, but honestly, he sacrificed his career today by doing this. So congratulations to him. Shout out to him on Black History Month for even setting the tone like that. Like I am completely here for it. And he's from Brooklyn. So shout out to that brother right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I'm I'm a Miami guy and, and what he's done for the Dolphins. You know, I mean, I was so excited, even though we were so close to making it to the postseason, but I was excited for the next year. And to to say how flabbergasted I was to find out that he was fired. You know, even though their starting quarterback missed four weeks and then they still found a way to make win eight games in a row, eight games in a row, no matter what part of the season that is, that's extremely hard to do. 
All right. Um, and then their defense is like their defense was tough. Anyways, um, I'm glad for him. Uh, you know, he's stepping up because obviously this is blatantly something is wrong in the NFL and, and for him to not have a job or for him to find out that he's not going to get the job that he was going to be interviewed for three days prior to just because of a missed typo. That's kind of crazy too. And to piggyback off of Liz Cambage, um, you know, I love the WNBA game. My first basketball game was a Miami soul game back in the day. And I feel like the WNBA when it first came out was just that brand new shiny toy that everybody loved. There was a lot of hype towards it. And then when you got to like 2008 to like 2014, there was just a lull of, there was no growth. And part of that must've been from the commissioner. And I uh, can't remember the old commissioner, but I know the new commissioner now is really trying to re-innovate, you know, the image, the woman's image. And, and it's crazy how Becky Hammond is going to get the money that she's going to get partly because she was sought after NBA team. So in order for her to make that jump, she had to get paid. But then also, too, this could be the start of the women getting paid what they're supposed to be getting paid. You know, um, this could be, you know, a start of something great. Um, it's unfortunate that the WNBA season is so short. Therefore, I mean, less games, less pay, you know, but um, I do think that the they have to do better and they're trying. And I, I see the, the game evolving. I mean, look how popular those WNBA green hoodie, not green, um, orange hoodies were, right? And and the NBA players are starting to embrace the game as well. And I think with the NBA, right, it really is going to start with the NBA. The NBA players are going to be lead, the ones that are going to lead and change the direction for the women's game because now we can play WNBA on NBA 2K, right? Um, so it, it's a start. And you know, a start of something new is hard. When you're trying to break a bad habit, it is hell, right? I know um, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I know people that try to stop cold turkey. I mean, the first couple of days is like, uh. but, um, you know, the, the first days are ugly, but I definitely see a beautiful ending to this. When you're talking about 2030, um, you know, there's going to be girls that are going to be televised from, you know, early high school. So I, that's my take on that. You guys said it so eloquently. I think that the need for these conversations is there, you know, of course, by the way, but also that these <laughs> as unfortunate as these scenarios are, these situations are that, you know, giving a space like we are here, you know, being able to have these conversations in person, um, podcast, Twitter, whatever the case may be, to have the dialogue to address that these are issues, you know, in the minute that we accept that they are and, and try to figure out how to um, look at solving them, the better it'll be for everyone. Like, first is looking at it as okay this is an issue and not just okay whatever um, you both described the impact of just i mean the wnba in general um obviously the nfl and the stuff they've the effort they've been up to but like stuff needs to change and so i think by having these conversations hopefully people start to start to engage more in this and we can try to make some active like concrete change but that's all i got here as well y'all um before we close out we got any last takes thoughts i don't know if we want to do uh um call it how you see it because I called it right last week, I think, unless I picked the Lakers. Um, but we're going to throw it over to Kelsley. See, uh, see if we got anything there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know how many games that, that, that you got. I know there's a few where you kind of got it on nail. Um, I do have, I do have some details on how we're going to do it because I finally got the formula. Um, oh. We're gonna get we're gonna get into it the next the next time we air, um, but yeah, call it how you see it. It's definitely gonna be a, a fun, fun, fun game. And when it comes to the postseason, I'm I tell you, I'm about to go ahead and get all scared. your money. I'm scared. Listen, I'm here I with it. I like to call myself broke, but somebody else got to pay for me, baby. Because I mm, oh, listen. Put your money where your mouth is. Or don't talk. I, I don't gamble my money. I, I don't, I don't I'm not either. A gambler. That's why I stick to what I'm right. I don't talk much. Yeah, because, you know, the Lakers are trash. That is a lie. That is a lie. Like, what are you talking about, Corby? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, when I do talk, if it's money in the line, I win or I run. Um, That's the difference between Lakers fans and Knicks fans. Like, Knicks Knicks fans will still be loud as hell no matter if they're the worst team in the NBA. Y'all Lakers fans, y'all go ahead and put a little a brown plastic bag on your head and pretend like y'all don't know nothing. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Do I got to finish? 
Ooh. No right. way to walk away. Hey. No way to run. <laughs> He's got find Okay, we're done. Anyways, um, yes, I think I think that's a fitting note to end uh this uh this uh let's ball out episode. How y'all feeling about that? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right, listen, y'all you know what it is. We appreciate y'all yet again for rocking with us here. Um we'll have our social media up soon. We we gonna grow this thing out. Um, but for now, stay tuned for next week. Um, we'll get a schedule out here. We'll, we'll get it going. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But thank y'all so far. Um, any feedback, uh, hit us up on Instagram. We'll real quick drop them all. I'm gonna drop mine uh, at Corbin NBA. Uh, who wants to go next on that? Yo, shout out to Miguel too. Great feedback. Love man. Miguel. Listen to all of our stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout, shout out to Miguel. Him. Really appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, in the sports business classroom too. I know some of Shout out to our media. To. Yeah, our media um, broadcasting crew. They've been giving us great feedback too. So, to whoever is listening to this, thank you. You know, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending us your ears in the a lot of time that we speak. And we really appreciate it. Like we said, we're going to try to continue to grow, get a schedule, get get our things together. We're getting our feet wet here. We're just touching the surface a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So bear with us as we grow further. But we really thank you guys for listening. And we will see you guys next week for the trade deadline. Right. Right. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. Holding it down. down. <laughs> I'm done with y'all. Just like the Lakers, we will return, y'all. This has been a sports.